Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Department of Communications and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. We want to change the world, ultimately. (laughs) Today we are talking about human services co-responders. So my name is Kara Gudzinski. I am partnered with Falls Township Police Department. My name is Chris Tohini. I'm one of two co-responders for Upper Bucks County. A co-responder is a social worker who is paired with police departments to help divert people in need of social services away from the criminal justice system. We're kind of a hybrid between crisis response and case management. In Bucks County, co-responders received more than 1,100 calls since 2020. As times go by, I think Everyone out there now understands that law enforcement can't be everything. You'll hear from the people behind this new program in Bucks County and how they are paving the way for our county and beyond. Potentially, and hopefully in the future, we're only just a small part of it. This is Bucks County Conversations. Testing, testing. Before we dive into things, you're going to hear another voice in this episode and probably moving forward. Lauren Deal is our new communications associate and has been a great addition to our office. Yeah. Okay. So to start, yeah, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Definitely. This episode in particular is perfect to introduce Lauren. Because one of Lauren's first assignments with Bucks County Communications was making a graphic about co-responders for our social media accounts. But can you bring us back? You've been with the county for a couple months now, um, but bring us back to new girl Lauren. (laughs) Yeah, back in April. Back in April. (laughs) Tell us um, what your first kind of thoughts were. Specifically, we can talk specifically about the co-responder program. So yeah, on my third day of work here, I was assigned a co-responder's infographic. And, you know, since I was so new, I had no idea what that meant. Um, So I talked to some people in human services, um, Rachel and Yvonne, and they helped me out with some statistics about the co-responders so we can, you know, inform the public um, about what they do and uh, their impact so far. And I had no idea what a co-responder was. I'd never even heard of it before I started this job. And even now I know that the program started in 2020. And I'm glad to know about it now in 2023. And I'm glad to be doing this and doing things like social media posts just to get the word out there about the co-responder program. So, you know, myself and other members of the public in our community can be educated about it. Definitely. What were, um, I guess, your biggest takeaways then when we got to sit down, talk to Chris and Kara, and get to know, I guess, the people behind this very new role. I think one of my biggest takeaways and things that I found interesting was the fact that they do follow-ups with the people that they help. So, um, you know, they make sure that they're staying involved with the social services that they've recommended them to. They're getting the help they need, and the police officers are able to spend less time on repeat calls. So they might be going out to these people's houses over and over again, but with the help of co-responders, they don't have to do that, and they can spend, you know, their time doing other calls. Awesome. 
Lauren and I spoke um, with co-responders Kara Kudzinski and Chris so Tohini um, at the Bucks County Administration Building again, one afternoon. Kara, as you've heard, is partnered with Falls Township Police Department. Chris is partnered with Nine. Tinicum Township, Dublin Borough, Bedminster, Hilltown, Perkesee, Penridge, Quakertown, Springfield, and Richland. I believe that's all of them. A lot. Yeah, but I started back in March of this year. You know, human services co-responder. How do you explain what a co-responder is to people? Sure. The co-responder program pairs social service and mental health professionals with law enforcement. The main purpose of our job is to help de-escalate calls for service that police to respond to, especially when there's people who are experiencing a mental health crisis or people who are contacting 911 for service and maybe it's not a legal issue and something more related to social service issues. So I explain it as we're, we're kind of a hybrid between crisis response and case management. We interact with individuals either on scene, an officer can call us out to assist them with a call directly, or we can do follow-ups after an officer addresses a call and feels like a person might need extra support. Not too much to add to that other than just the fact that I think part of our job is just generally being an additional support for the police while our job is also to help the clients and people that live in our communities it's also to help really add an additional support for the police who already have a lot on their plates and we can kind of step in in certain situations where maybe they don't have the years of education or the practical field experience in that specific realm we can kind of step in and if we don't know the answers ourselves we can help connect them to someone who does uh, to really make sure that every person that gets interacted with with the police department has the right person to actually work with in the long run. And I think something that, that helps make our job unique and, and kind of special with the police departments is law enforcement, I mean, certainly has a desire to help people. You know, that that's a major part of their role. But a lot of times, you know, they, they handle a call and they move on. That's the nature of their job. So I think knowing that that somebody like a co-responder can get connected with somebody and then provide that ongoing support and have a little bit more confidence that somebody is actually going to get connected to the help that they need can really go a long way. And I think that contributes to our success in the program. So why did you guys choose this job? I can take this one. I think this job was really the perfect match for me. I have a undergraduate degree in criminal justice. I actually did look into law enforcement and federal level law enforcement. Um, I went fairly far into the process before I decided it wasn't quite the match for me, which is when I went and got my master's in social work. Um, the idea being that I really wanted to specifically help people. And when this job came to my attention and I really understood what it was for, it really made sense for me where it combined both aspects of what I was looking for, where I wanted kind of, you know, as a little boy growing up, you always see law enforcement and you kind of see that general protective role and that kind of makes sense to someone in my spot and growing up is what I like really looked up to. Um, and then also seeing this other side where you really get to help people, you really get to take that long-term commitment to only helping people, you take some of that side of the law enforcement that's more like the criminal punishment side and things, you take that out of the equation and you get to solely focus on the helping people part. Um, so it was almost the best of both worlds for me where it was the mixture of both the protective role and like the helping role. Yeah, and, and for me, I 
you know, I have my undergrad from Temple University. I have a, a degree in psychology. I also minored in criminal justice. So kind of both of those worlds combined are part of this role. Um, but at the same time, after I graduated, I, I worked several different jobs in the human service and social service field. I worked in inpatient psychiatric treatment. I've worked in supports coordination, child welfare, all different types of roles within the human service field. And even though those jobs were rewarding in some way, I still felt that there was something that I could do more. And, you know, I wanted to, I always had a desire to have a better capacity to help people with mental health. I've always been passionate about mental health and wellness and how to communicate that to the community and how to support our communities. So when I saw this this job come up, I, I was really excited about it because it was a new program. It was something really innovative and exciting. Um, and I think the, the best part about the job, as we learned more with the interview process and kind of talking to leadership about it, is we can really be creative and we can really make the program go in a direction that we feel is best for the individual communities that we work in. And yeah, I think it just kind of really incorporated all of the skills that I've learned and that I've had in the past. And I felt like it was an exciting opportunity to do something new, but something that's so needed in the community as well. Okay. Morning. At a commissioner's meeting in August, the co-responder program was okay, one you. of our presentations. Commissioner Harvey pointed out right. the police representation in the room that day a, uh, in support of the program. A lot of brass in the room this morning, which is uh, which is a good thing. We're happy to have you guys here and our co-responders as well. You know, a presentation we're very excited about, uh, and I'm just going to get right to it. I'm uh, Rachel Neff, our Director of Human Services, uh, is going to also have... Along with Rachel, Ben Salem Public Safety Director Bill McVeigh spoke at the meeting as well as Chief Nelson Whitney from Falls, Yvonne Kovinsky, who works with the Human Services Department, and co-responder Walter Bidem, who partners with Ben Salem. This will be the recap version of the meeting. So first, we had to start this initiative from nothing, and Commissioner Marseglia, I wanna appreciate that this was a vision that you had to bring to the county, and that you recognize the critical need for the partnership with law enforcement. The program started in Ben Salem Township. Good morning, commissioners. Uh, good morning, everyone in attendance. Uh, my name is Bill McVeigh. I am the director of public safety for Ben Salem Township. And like anything that is new, there was some hesitation. If you were not aware, which you probably are, cops are skeptics. Uh, I was actually skeptical at the time, considering what we were going through as a country of this program. Uh, but I'm very glad to say three years later, it's been a huge success. Uh, in Ben Salem and in the county of Bucks. Uh, in Ben Salem in particular, we've helped about 450 people uh, through Walt Bynum's efforts. Our Lieutenant Adam Coleman is here who oversees the program. Uh, I receive weekly updates uh, on their status, but what I hear on a daily basis on the police radio is our police officers on the street calling, asking for Walt to come out. Uh, if Walt's not in, we find out because the cops are disappointed that Walt's not there to come out and help them. Uh, we're not the best at dealing with mental health, uh, people in crisis, we do our best, but having someone like Walt uh, and his fellow co-responders available uh, greatly increases our chances of success and decreases any chance of things going wrong, which can happen very easily with mental health. McVeigh said cops in Ben Salem are spending less time on repeat calls, 
and their specific proof. I personally encountered a situation uh, last week while driving home from work. Uh, I found an elderly woman in crisis. She was dressed in winter clothes, standing in the driveway. It was 95 degrees out, obviously in distress. She was schizophrenic. Uh, she was running away from me, did not want to talk to me. She ran away from our police officers when they showed up. We eventually got family there to, to get her safe. She eventually escaped from her house again and locked herself in the local uh, 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 food store for two hours. We're able to get Walt involved with that case, connect him to the family, successfully get her the mental health treatment she needs. But more importantly now, Walter can work with that family to reduce our calls and reduce the police officers going to that situation. Walter was there to step up and help the police out. He was one of the first two co-responders hired for Bucks County. And I can say just from the onset of this program, I knew it was going to be a great program just because of the community need, but then also just, you know, for the fact that we're, we are building relationships. Uh, while law enforcement officers are going out and they're, you know, responding to immediate need of the individual, we're, we're staying on to help them as they, you know, tackle their illnesses or the help they need. So while law enforcement are out there for an hour at the most, we're there 90, 60, 90, 120 days just to make sure these individuals are getting the support and help they need. But more importantly, we're also building relationships with these individuals. So, so for some of these individuals, they don't have any family members, any support systems, none of that. So we are filling that void. But more importantly, we are you know, becoming their friend. We are becoming their family member. We're becoming the individual that, that they call when they need support uh, or when they need someone to talk to. So um, I think this program has the ability to expand the entire county of Bucks and then move on to different um, parts of, you know, cities and states so that everyone can get the support they need. Something truly wonderful. The praise for the program obviously kept going at the meeting. Chief Whitney of Falls said the commissioner stepped out of the box. It's not so easy to do that. It's easy to get caught up in budgets, in solving issues in existing programs, and the constant influx of responsibilities that fill your days. All of these things make it hard to truly innovate. But you did it. You went all the way back to the basic idea of government. John Locke and the social contract between people and their government. Government is the means by which society organizes itself in order to accomplish collective goals and provide benefits that the community as a whole need. These community needs include providing help for individuals and families who are struggling with mental illness, traumatic events, domestic violence, and geriatric issues. This is where the human service co-responders come in, helping connect people with services to make their lives better. You know an idea is a good one, when after you've implemented it, you ask yourself, why haven't we been doing this for the last 20 years? <laughs> it's hard to believe that we've only had Kara as part of our Falls Township family since December of 2021, because it feels like she has always been there. In addition to responding to calls for service, Kara comes to our monthly staff meetings to give us a briefing on how things are going in Falls and throughout the county. She publishes a regular newsletter that goes to all our personnel and even joins us at community events at our senior center coffee with a cop and last night at National Night Out. Over time, co-responders reduce the strain on the 911 system by providing an alternative to people who need ongoing assistance. And believe me, people contact Kara directly all of the time. Each time one of these direct contacts with Kara is one less 911 call. 
Having a co-responder also decreases the amount of time our police officers spend on a call for service that involves social service issues. This frees up our police officers to handle other calls for service and criminal matters. This program also helps, as, as has been noted, divert individuals away from the criminal justice system and toward behavioral health services. In short, it helps people. It helps people who, without this program, would continue to struggle and fail to have a better life. When I first started with Falls, one of the things I tried to emphasize with the police department was that I don't come in here pretending to know everything, and I don't come into this role pretending that I'm going to be able to solve every problem. But I think the important part is really establishing a strong partnership with the police department to um, identify common goals and really use each other's strengths and knowledge and experience in certain areas of, of working with people to really enhance the program and make outcomes better for people. And sometimes that can take a little bit of time, but I do think that even just within the first year or two years of these programs, our, our dedication to these roles and our desire to build a strong partnership has built that connection and, and helped the program be as successful as it is. I, I think that's all very true. and. Even some of those community aspects where people are like against the program or don't really understand the program, I think the same thing kicks in there where we just have to do what we are planning and what we're trying to do. And ultimately, there will be naysayers and there will be people who don't understand what we do. Um, but I think the more interactions we have with the community, the more actions we have with law enforcement, and the more we do even just things like this to just explain our actual job. because. At the end of the day, most of the negative opinions I've heard or kind of like the bad feedback I've gotten has just been from people who genuinely don't know what we are actually doing. A lot of people, including law enforcement, think that we're there to like take their jobs, uh, which is the farthest thing from the truth. I think every single co-responder can absolutely stand here and swear back and forth that we do not want to be arresting people. We do not want to be running into a violent domestic dispute. And that is the exact opposite of why we're in this program. Um, and I don't think there's a single one of us that says, hey, we're going to do that for you. Um, and I think that's something important that like, we know what law enforcement is there for. And then we are as a support to law enforcement, not quite the other way around. Yeah. And like you were saying, like I think that doing things like this and is really important because we just want to try to educate the public, the police departments. Um, but kind of on the other side of that, um, did you guys have any skepticism coming into a police department and kind of being like the new kid? It, it, it's a little intimidating for sure. You know, um, there's a lot of really great people that we work with, but you know, being in, in that kind of position in that role, I would imagine you have to be relatively guarded. So sometimes, you know, trying to be lighthearted and, and you either make a joke here and there, you know, being responded with a, a super straight face or somebody not really engaging in a way that you normally would. I think maybe the personalities can clash in that way. But I will say that at least speaking on behalf of Falls, I can't speak on behalf of other departments, but leadership within Falls was was really helpful in helping me introduce myself to the officers, introduce myself to the different squads. I would 
go to the roll calls in the morning or in between shifts. On a monthly basis, I go to their staff meetings just to provide any updates on services in the community, any updates on any challenges they're facing, answer any of those questions. So while first it's intimidating, absolutely, um, especially when you don't fully understand the community of law enforcement, but the more you can make yourself present and the more you can really build those connections and, and work individually with people helps with our role and to be successful ultimately in, in those connections. Yeah, I, I think the connection piece is probably the most important part of the job in the long run. Um, I think when you start especially, it is difficult to kind of bridge into some of these communities. Um, in my case, Specifically, like I have nine different departments I work with. Many of them have less than 20 officers. Some have less than 10. Uh, so they are very tight-knit communities. I mean, a lot of these officers see the same people every single day when they work for 12 hours a day, and that's pretty much all they see. So and quite literally, they are a family. And I think regardless of the field, regardless of where you work, if you're trying to enter a family as a new person, especially as in an outside organization, there's going to be some challenges there. And I think ultimately the best thing you can do in those situations is just to be yourself and to put yourself out there. And um, I think this is a program with a lot of responsibility and it is a program where your choices can make a really big difference, both positively and negatively in people's lives. So ultimately, I want to ensure that these people trust me because at the end of the day, the clients that I work with, they have to trust me too. And if the if law enforcement and the police officers that you're working with, if you don't have that mutual respect or that mutual trust, you're not going to get any referrals. Therefore, you're not really going to be able to connect with as many people in the community. So that partnership is super important um, to, to have that mutual level of respect. And you know, going into it, just making sure that you demonstrate your integrity, you demonstrate your passion and be true to who you are. And I think that transparency and that honesty really goes a long way with building that connection. What do you guys hope the future of co-responders, what do you think is the future of this partnership or what do you hope um, the future is? NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, has a, a really great publication, and it's called Divert to What? And uh, one of the main things they talk about is having a mental health ecosystem, having an interconnection of organizations and individuals working toward a common goal to have an individually based approach. So I think in terms of, of vision for this role, in coordination with, with many other roles in, in the county and the state, I think it's really creating a stronger community and support system for people with mental illness, for people who are struggling with substance abuse, to really interconnect those systems and make services accessible. Um, you know, make sure that we are being culturally competent when we are making decisions for people um, and, and making sure that the system works for people. Um, I think that having easy access to care um, can be, can offer the best outcomes for people. So I think even though this program is successful and so new and such an important part of our communities, 
potentially and hopefully in the future, we're only just a small part of it. And I really want to see that we inspire other communities to take on roles like this, but also inspire other organizations to make services accessible to people um, and, and really help people live a life of wellness and, and stay on the trajectory of wellness in their lives. Yeah, I, I think the big piece for the future is to kind of establish not just for the county, but also just as a nation, a system for how the co-responder program works. Um, I think that's something that's really important in the long run is while it's nice to have essentially almost unlimited flexibility in our current role, I do think that what would make this program last in the long run is to have an idea of exactly what we're meant to do and exactly where our connections are and exactly where our role becomes someone else's role. And I could say from experience of us expanding out so quickly, I think this is the future. Um, ultimately, I think co-responders are going to become a part of law enforcement. I think it's kind of an inevitable end trajectory at this point that every police department in the country is going to have a co-responder or something similar where they can have someone to reach out to to bridge those gaps, to make those connections with services, and to essentially just offer another support to people out in the community. Because as times go by, I think everyone out there now understands that law enforcement can't be everything. Um, as much as I'm sure every single officer wished they could solve every single problem, the reality is they're still human and there's a lot of problems out there. We want to change the world, ultimately. <laughs> and I think that there's a huge overrepresentation and a significant overrepresentation of those experiencing mental illness and, and issues related to substance use in our jail and prison systems. So I think it's important. Another major part of our job is advocacy, advocating to the community, advocating to other representatives to really drive the point home that mental illness is not a crime, you know, being unhoused or experiencing homelessness is not a crime. So let's work to reduce those barriers for people to be successful in their recovery and their wellness and reduce the incidences of people being in jails and prisons where they don't belong. One of the first steps is that kind of public education like we're doing with this. Did you know that you were stepping into a role that needed this kind of spotlight or public education? I would say going into it, I knew that there would be some level of outreach in the community and interaction. I think it's hard to truly grasp that until you're actually out there and doing it. And I think some of that does also fall on your own level of commitment to the program, um, which I think is something that we look for very specifically when we're hiring and looking through. And I think that's something that made myself stand out in the hiring process was just the fact that I really liked the idea of the program and I was going to put myself behind it, um, where I have done speaking things at schools, senior expos, county events. I mean, I think it's something that how many you do is sometimes how much you're willing to do, but it's also how much do I really want to do this? I think that's a big part of it is I look for those opportunities. I always say yes to those opportunities. And if we can even change one person's mind every once in a while, ultimately those add up. And I think a lot of those interactions we have in the field, even if it's not a podcast or a group event or a school meeting or whatever, even just those individual interactions, people can say, 
I had a great interaction with this person. I've never heard about them before. And I think word of mouth is a strong piece of it. So coming into the program, you might not quite realize how much of a factor you are. You might think that, oh, I'm just going to do these services and everything else. But it becomes very apparent as you start to move forward that you're not just a co-responder, but you're also like a brand ambassador. You are the face of the program. There's no difference between Chris, the co-responder, and the Upper Bucks co-responder program. They are one and the same, and I, th I think that's kind of hard to grasp before you start the job. But as you come into it, you quickly start to realize that like my actions are the program. So whether it can be a little stressful at times, knowing that like the future of the program kind of does hinge on your own actions, at the same time, I think that's also very rewarding to ultimately be able to look at and be like, everything that has gone well, all the progress that has been made, I played some part in. Yeah, and I think we're all very protective of and proud of the programs that we built within our police departments because anything moving forward from here, you know, in Ben Salem, in Middletown, in Bristol, Bristol Township, all of us who are here today are essentially the first people in those roles. And, and we really worked hard to build it to what it is now and we'll continue working hard to make it what it can be in the future. And I think we always want to share that with people and we always want to share the positive outcomes that we have. And we're open to having those discussions with anyone who might be a little bit skeptical. You know, I, I don't think Chris or I pass up an opportunity to talk about the program and really represent it in a way that it should be represented. Yeah. Thank you guys. Very much. Is there anything else that you guys want to add? Um, anything at all? No, I think we just word vomited on you. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Speaking engagement checked off. Hey, yeah. Bucks County conversation. Here we go. Awesome. Thank you guys. Well, that's it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations. Thanks for listening and special thank you to co-responders Kara and Chris. And all co-responders in Bucks County and elsewhere who do this work. And of course, thank you to Lauren. You can catch more of us on social media. And by us, I mean things we post for the county. Your Bucks County government is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and even Threads. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. You can check us out online if you want to read more about our co-responder program or other services available. We're at buckscounty.gov. Until next time, I'm Charlotte Reese. This is Bucks County Conversations.